Lights out. Welcome, everyone, once again for another fabulous, fantastic, and friendly, that's F3, episode of Sleep Tech Talk. Hey, Robert liked that one. The Sleep Podcast with your hosts, Emerson, Robert, and me, Jerry. And before we get started, I'm just going to pass it off and uh, hand it over to Emerson to tell us a little bit more about today. Emerson. Thanks so much, Jerry. So we're really fortunate today to have an old friend of mine, David Moore from Birmingham. Um, David and I met, gosh, a really long time ago. We, we were talking about back around 1998. Uh, both of us were puppies back then. And, and uh, David was at UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham Sleep Center. And, you know, back then, uh, Lynn Shigley was uh, leading the department and, uh, we were learning a lot from that guy. He was a guru in sleep, but um, they were also a center of excellence for Sandman back then. So a lot of us came to see this new fancy technology where we could do sleep on a computer. Boy, how things have changed, David. So uh, we're happy to have David with us today. David also is very involved in the Alabama Sleep Professionals Association, a former chairman like myself. Uh, David's been a lot more involved in it than I have, having held office a couple of times, I believe. But uh, very passionate about sleep in Alabama. And uh, David, you know, one of the things that we enjoy doing is asking the question, how did you get here? Because all of us have a, have a story. So, uh, David, how did you get to end the sleep? <laughs> uh, it, that's, that's, that's a good question. Uh, uh, back in 1996, I was working at uh, American Cast Iron Pipe Company in, in Birmingham. Uh, no experience in healthcare at all. And one of the guys I was working with uh, asked one day, he was talking to his wife on the phone. He said, anybody looking for a job? I said, yeah, me. Uh, well, his wife was actually the, the chief tech at the sleep lab at UAB. Lisa Barnett was her name. He connected me with her. She interviewed me. I, to this day, I don't know why she hired me, but uh, cause I, I, you know, uh, when I went to HR, they asked me what job I was applying for. I didn't even know what polysomnographic tech meant at the time. So she had to tell me what my job title was going to be. So that's, I guess I did a good job in the interview because that's how I got the job at UAB. And, you know, from there, it's, I, I've been so blessed. I had 25 years and nine months basically at UAB and uh, blessed to be around some of the most amazing people in this area and in the nation. You know, uh, Dr. Vernon Pegram worked at UAB for several years when I first started and he was part of the group that started the first sleep lab in the state. So just amazing teacher. Uh, the, the physicians and the other techs, like you mentioned, Lynn Shigley, uh, that guy's got more sleep knowledge in his head now than I will ever have. And you know, even to this day, he's super smart guy. And I've just been lucky to be with some amazing people over the, over the years I've been at UAB. And even now, you know, in my current role, I get to go back to UAB and kind of 
work with them sometimes. So I, I still get to be part of that family, which is a great part of this new job I have now. So. Well, that's, that's really cool, David, because not, you know, it's always fascinating to go back and, and see the, the friends that we worked with for years and also see, you know, new people rise up and step into new places. So, you know, that's sort of, you know, why we wanted to talk with you today, because one of the things that you accomplished in your, your storied career is uh, this, this new role with Inspire as the first registered sleep technologist, registered polysomnographic technologist to be certified with Inspire. What, what led up to this? Because, you know, I know, you know, the times I visited you at UAB and Dr. Patterson and the team, you know, you guys have a lot of moving parts there at UAB. It's, it's a very advanced sleep center. How in the world did you find, what was your pathway to, to get to, to this role? You know, there, there's so many aspects of my career that I think it was just being in the right place at the right time. At UAB, we were approached back in 2015. Uh, a local sales rep for Inspire came and presented it to us, and our physicians got on board with it. And we had a, a an ENT surgeon at UAB that, you know, he, he got on board too. So, and he is, he's done almost 300 implants now. He's one of the leading surgeons in the country as far as the number of implants so you know people were at that time UAB was the only facility in the state that was doing Inspire so we had people coming from all over the state that were coming to have the implant done there and when you're managing Inspire patients there's a there's an art to that you can't just go to any sleep center to do that so we were kind of tasked with managing these patients after they were implanted and you know it just that role and kind of programming the device and all of that fell on me. And it's, I'm not going to say it was a a choice that I made. It it just, it just kind of happened. And, you know, this is is definitely a new technology and uh, it has, even in the six years that I've been involved with it, you know, from the clinic side of it, before I came on as an employee, you know, just seeing that the, the therapy evolved, you know, early on, you know, it was, you start the therapy and you, you titrate it, but there's now as a company, I've been impressed with how they, they're really concerned about outcomes with patients. So there are so many new tools that we did not have initially to where you can optimize the therapy for these patients. So it's just different. It's new. It's different from CPAP, but, uh, you're providing therapy for people that would not otherwise be using their CPAP. So it's, I have really enjoyed it. It's to me, I've been with Inspire for three months and it's, I'm still in the learning phase for a lot of it, but it's, 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 it's new. It's different. It's not something all sleep techs get to do. Like you said, I was, I was the second person in the world, but the first sleep tech to be certified in their post implant care pathway for Inspire. So and again, I think it was just being right place, right time with the right people that gave me that opportunity. Do you, do you happen to have any um, great patient stories uh, that, that it's a great outcome for a patient who maybe struggled with CPAP therapy and um, was able to, you know, have the surgical procedure performed and then your intervention obviously helped to rescue a patient? You know, it's, uh, that could be, you could just about have every Inspire patient have that story because 
Inspire is meant for the people that cannot tolerate CPAP. If somebody's using their CPAP every night and they're having good results, those are not the patients that we want in Inspire. We want the ones that, you know, I, I don't know if y'all have seen the ads on TV, but uh, those ads are for those people that are at home and they're, they have sleep apnea, but they, for one reason or another, they're not using their CPAP. So it, it kind of triggers them to call and say, hey, what's this new therapy? And you get people coming, because Inspire is meant for moderate to severe sleep apnea. So if you've got somebody with an AHI of 50 and they're at home struggling and they say, okay, there's, there's a, here's a new option for me. So, you know, when I left UAB, we were probably taking care of 230 patients. And I was on a first name basis with almost all of those patients. And the number of patients that would come in and tell me, you know, this is the best thing I ever did. It, it to me, that's what made the difference in, in how I saw this therapy. Cause you know, when somebody is, you know, they have sleep apnea and they just can't use their CPAP, this is an option for those people. And it's, I, I there's been so many of them that have told me, you know, just from their own mouth, this is life changing. I feel so much better. Uh, I, think, I think it's a great option for these people. David, if, if you would, could you tell us a little bit, for those who don't know, a little bit about what the technology is? I'm sure everybody's seen the ads where they click right. the, on here, but if you could just tell us a little bit about it so that uh, for those who haven't heard about it or know what the technology is. Well, if you've seen the ads, the ads make it sound a lot simpler than it is. It says push of a button. No mask, no hose, just sleep. Well, there, there is a little more to it than that. It is an implanted device. It's kind of, it evolved from pacemaker technology. Uh, you have a, a small generator that's implanted on the right side, kind of just below your shoulder. Uh, there's a, a sense lead that goes just below that. That goes down on the intercostal muscle and it senses when you try to take a breath. And then there's a stimulation cuff that's placed on the hypoglossal nerve. There's a small incision on the neck. And the way the therapy works, when the sense lead senses a breath, it stimulates the hypoglossal nerve to it kind of, it, your tongue actually protrudes a little bit, opening your airway. So it's, and it is a, and a lot of people look at that and think, oh, you're shocking the tongue. Well, it's, it's patients don't feel a shock. If most of the time people say, oh, I, I feel my tongue move, but they're not feeling the shock. Their tongue is just moving forward a little bit in their mouth. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. And it has been, for me, you know, on the journey I've been over the past, you know, since 2015 with this, it's, it's been, I've enjoyed it. It's, it's been fun. And that's why I took this job. You know, if, if I didn't believe in this as a, a good therapy, I never would have taken this job. I know that one of the things that many of the hospital-based, you know, particularly the hospital-based sleep centers are, are interested in is what types of procedures. I, I think there's different types of procedures that are associated with the Inspire procedure, or at least I've seen order forms for some sleep centers that had different types of, of testing that they, um, comp- that they perform in their particular sleep center. Um, for your uh, hospital there, what, what's the, or, or I guess the, the area that you work, what, what's the typical types of procedures and, um, you know, because they're always wanting to add volume to the, to the business that they have today. 
Well, in order to qualify for Inspire, you know, a lot of these people that are there, they see the ads and they're interested. These are people that were diagnosed five, 10 years ago, and they've just decided they can't use CPAP. So if they if their diagnosis is, is an old diagnosis, that call gets them back into the sleep center for a conversation. First of all, you're going to have uh, an office visit with these people to reevaluate that. If their sleep study is more than two years old, you're going to have to do a new sleep study because the insurances want to see a new sleep study. And it also, and all these people coming back may not be perfect candidates for Inspire, but you know, if they were diagnosed 10 years ago and they see this ad, they say, Oh, okay. I have an option now. Well, that get that puts them in front of a sleep doctor to have that conversation. And if they're not, great candidates for inspire at least it's putting them there in your office to have that conversation and you know cpap has evolved it's a little bit different than it was 10 years ago the interfaces are better so you know if you could get that person to use a cpap then you've treated that patient so you know i the ads for inspire to me every time i see them I cringe a little bit, but they do the job of getting the person back into the sleep center. And that's, I think that's the key. And it's, and then it's up to that sleep doctor to have that conversation with the patient to, you know, if Inspire's not the right therapy, you know, maybe you can convince them CPAP is not as bad as you think it is. We can work on that and, and get this person treated. You know, David, one of the things that, that, you know, I'm sure some people are going to be thinking to themselves is, how do I get in a role like that? You know, as, as, as our careers, you know, have evolved and the three, you know, the three of us were sleep techs before, you know, we, we've all had a journey of, of how did we get here? And, you know, my, my question to you is if, if you're a, a sleep tech listening to this right now, or someone is, what do they need to be thinking about? What are some things they can do to begin walking down this same road to get certified to do this inspired, whatever part of the country they're in, what do you, what do you recommend for that, that person that might be interested? I think you just have to get involved. You, you can't just sit in the back corner of the room when you see therapy like this come into your lab. And Inspire is, you know, I, this is just one little piece of the pie you're talking about. There's, there's other things sleep techs can do, but right now Inspire is growing like crazy. The, the number of implants they're doing is, is doubled over the past year and a half to two years. So it's, it's, and if, if you were to look at their website, the jobs that they're posting, there's a lot of jobs available. So this therapy in itself is growing like crazy. So there will be opportunities for people and, and sleep people. Uh, You know, I'm, my current role, I'm called a field clinical rep, which my, in my job, which is a fun part of the job. I said, I get to go back to UAB and work with them, but I also get to go to several of the other sleep centers in Birmingham, people that I've known for years. And I get to work with them as they start this journey with Inspire. But uh, another part of my job is I'm actually in the OR when they're doing the implants. I am, I'm still working on that training, but once I'm trained, I will be, i for lack of better terms, the technical expert in the OR, every aspect of the surgery, you know, a, a surgeon that's doing, if they have any questions about anything, they would be directed towards me. So as a sleep tech, that is something I never dreamed that I would be doing. And it's, it's, 
it's fun. It's, it's very interesting. It's a different environment for me, but I'm, uh, for the past three months, I've, I've probably been in 20 different surgery cases, different places, mainly around the Southeast, but it's, that's something I never dreamed I would be able to do. And not that every person wants to be in the OR, but you know, I'm, I have that opportunity now and I, I'm grateful for it. I, I really enjoy my new job. I get my hands, I still have my hands in sleep. So I get to associate with all the people I've known for more than 25 years, but I'm also getting into new things. So it's, it's, I've really enjoyed this. I'm, you know, three months in and so far no regrets at all. That's awesome. Because you know what, the, the thing that it's, you've always been is very passionate about sleep as long as I've known you. And that's one of the beautiful things about the people that, that follow our podcast and, and are friends of ours. They're all extremely passionate. And what you're, you're telling is a story of someone who's looking for what's next in, in technology and innovation this could be that next step for them because they're not giving up that part of sleep that they're passionate about is taking them into a, a new arena. They still get to be a clinician, but they get to do it in a way that can be impactful in a very unique way. That's very exciting. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this sleep is my career and I, I do not ever want to get away from it until the day comes where I just don't want to work no more. But, uh, I love still being part of this group. You know, it's, it's, this, this is it's what I've done my whole life, basically. So I enjoy it. The, the one thing that I do like that inspire, I, I think has, wow, this is a terrible pun, but has inspired is, you know, having sleep labs getting, get involved in CPAP adherence in a way that they have not necessarily engaged in before, because now it matters when a patient doesn't use their CPAP therapy and the sleep lab can get involved in an intervention that might still produce a good outcome for uh, that particular patient. So it's, it's interesting. You know, it certainly has driven sleep labs to do some things that um, they may not necessarily have done, you know, prior to um, this, this new treatment option. So it's awesome. And as a company, I think when, when Inspire first came out, a lot of people were kind of, hesitant or whatever about inspire because just like home sleep testing was going to take away all the sleep sleep lab jobs they thought inspire was another one of those things but actually with inspire it you know that when you do an implant that patient becomes yours forever you know uh, as far as like at uab the the surgeon that did the implants i've been in several meetings with him where he says it's just my job to implant them once i'm done they're yours. And they were, like I said, we had, when I left UAB, there was probably 230 or so patients. And I was on a first name basis with most of these patients because they would come to the lab after, after they're implanted, you know, you do a couple of check-in calls with them, but there's an activation visit where you actually turn the therapy on. It's about a month after the implant. Then you do uh, kind of check-ins with them. It, could be over the phone. You could do telemedicine visits. You want to make sure they're using the therapy. And then about three months, you do a sleep study. You're going to kind of fine tune the settings on the device and titrate it during the sleep study. But then after that, you know, even if you have perfect outcomes, you know, they're, it's recommended to see them about every six months since it's an implanted device. But, you know, even if they don't have great results from the sleep study, there are so many 
changes, so many settings on the device you can manipulate to make it better for them. So, you know, even if, you know, just like if you've got a person on BiPAP and they're, you're not controlling them, there's, you know, you can turn the therapy up, but sometimes that don't work. With Inspire, you can manipulate how this therapy stimulates in a lot of ways to where you can make it more comfortable. You can make it stimulate to where it opens the airway a little bit differently to get better results on the AHI. So there's a lot of things. And as, as a field clinical rep, those are the things I would be working with sleep labs to help them learn as they go, as they adopt this program and, and start taking care of these patients. Well, David, thank you so much. This was, have been absolutely fascinating, especially for, Many of us out there in the sleep world, this is a brand new technology for, for all of us. And thanks for enlightening us on all of, all of this information. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but we sincerely appreciate you joining us and joining the, the show, letting all of us know what's going on. For all our viewers and listeners out there, we thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to like, give us a five-star review, add your comments in what have you, you know, all the nice things that you're supposed to be doing. Really appreciate appreciate that. Don't forget to share the show with your friends. And with all that saying, we look forward to the next time. And until then, lights on.